Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. The hosts of the Silver Fox Swing Set podcast come to the sex apartment to tell us the stories of how they got into the lifestyle and the missus gets to eat pussy for an hour. And we're back at the sex apartment. This time we have the hosts of the Silver Fox Swing Set podcast, Mr. and Mrs. Silver Fox. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Much obliged. Thank you. Absolutely. We're going to dig into your podcast later, but we always start here with what got you guys into the lifestyle. And having listened to your podcast, I know some of the story and kind of enjoy it. (laughs) What got us into the lifestyle was we were experiencing a lot of toxicity with other couples that were in our life and very, very close. It was starting to transition to us. We were carrying that negative energy into our relationship. We were having arguments because of it. There would be times where I would want to have sex with my wife. Constantly. She was <laughs> upset with me because I wasn't deeply involved with other people's problems. With my friends hurting. And being empathetic, I understand where she's coming from, but other people's problems aren't mine. You know, Especially when it comes to sex, damn it. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't really ever argue, but we were at a point where we stepped away from each other for the night because it was probably the better thing to do and revisit that conversation. And the next day we worked it out. We got to a point where we were ourselves again, and I just made a joke. And I said, well, why don't we become friends with swingers? They seem like positive people. <laughs> and we laughed. We laughed and laughed. I wrote about that in my diary. (laughs) Your diary. My husband had a very funny joke today. (laughs) But the next day we had got together and... The conversation was that, you know, babe, I got to talk to you. I spent 35 bucks on something. Oh, yeah. You started it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, oh, that's weird. I spent $35 on something today. What did you spend $35 on? I said a lifetime membership to a swinger website. (laughs) like is that okay and he said oh well funny thing that's exactly what i spent my 35 dollars on too but they were two completely separate websites correct and i mean we still maintain those separate websites prior to this had there been any discussions any um maybe a joke here and there along the way but nothing with any kind of validity behind it but the fact that one little joke both you're like fuck yeah let's get a site i mean (laughs) to be fair we've been transitioning in our sexual and personal life yeah. for about two years previously where we just started to have more open discussions mm-hmm. and it was refreshing to have them because I think it started with me asking her, do you even know what my desires are? Do you my know what my biggest are? fantasy is? And I, I had no idea. I said, no, I mean, I guess not. He said, well, I don't know what yours is either. Don't you think that's kind of fucked up? And I didn't really think it was until he said, don't you think that's kind of fucked up? I guess (laughs) now that you say that, yeah, that's, and I just assumed his was a threesome, you know, cause every guy, I mean, I get it. I've been there. I get it. (laughs) 
But it really wasn't. That wasn't my no. That wasn't ideal it at all. Fantasy. That's what not it? what I wanted. I wanted to play in areas where I had the possibility of getting caught. I mean, that was something I really, really enjoyed. Whether it be in the car in a parking lot, whether it be in a dressing room, whether it be in a hallway, I just like the idea that I can be caught, and I like the idea of people watching me. I mean, I found out about the exhibitionism farther down the line Mm -hmm. but after we had experienced it it was erotic i enjoyed people thanking me for fucking my wife i do like that i thought that was so hot (laughs) well and my big fantasy thing i thought for sure he wouldn't do because he's so respectful and such a gentleman and such a nice guy i said i literally said the thing that i want i don't think you'll do and he said well try me i said you know sometimes i want to get choked i want to hand over my mouth and he literally said is that it (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean is that he said you know for the last what 10 something years i thought that i was just married to and fucking the most vanilla woman i've ever met and (laughs) we both kind of had this realization that we should have more conversations like this it was huge and it completely changed our sex life overnight because you know that night of course my ass got choked (laughs) (laughs) for sure immediately started working on new fantasies all right check instantly instantly well and before we met too i was very very bisexual it's so gross and romantic i guess to say but as soon as i had a conversation with him i knew i was gonna marry him like i just knew like in the lifetime movies where Mm -hmm. you know they see each other from across blah 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 it took a little bit more than that but i knew unequivocally i was gonna marry this man so i stopped drinking liquor i was djing in a titty bar which was a really easy place for me to pick up chicks. So I stopped working there and I completely stopped having sex with women because I thought that that's what marriage was. You know, you were picking one person and that was it. So when this came back around, the very first thing I said was, I cannot wait to show you what I can do with women. I cannot wait to give you that. Like, this is, this is so great. This is amazing. Well, one of our closest friends was your first for me yeah she is such a smoke show so okay, it so was just hang on, so hang on. you're getting way ahead of yourself so you guys make these profiles yeah sure did we compare notes did we just you you went off you made your profile you not until and, much later and every time and i update i change the cover photos i'll update with videos <laughs> oh you are so sure. much better than we are i'm so, so much <laughs> better than me well, because i'm an attention whore i love that <laughs> And, you know, that I like the likes. I like people emailing. And when we look at the profiles together, he'll always read the ones I write and say, why don't I let you write the profiles? So now it's kind of a copy and paste where if I change one of mine, he takes it and applies it to the other two because he does two and I do two. So we make profiles. Mm -hmm. What happens from here? We decided we wanted to attend an event, a hotel takeover or something. We didn't know yet. You know, we didn't know what a hotel takeover was. We just wanted to find somewhere. I will say a hotel takeover for your first time is a fucking ballsy ass move. Really? Yes. Honestly, uh, well, our first club experience was a mega party with over 800 people and everyone's always so shocked by that. But now when people are like, this party's going to be huge, there's like 200 people. We're like, fuck that. We need more numbers. (laughs) But... I don't um, know. We've told people, we've told new people, eh, there's going to be more than 200. You don't want that to be your first experience. You yes, gotta, you do. You got to ease yourself <laughs> into this. No, but we've also been told that we're complete anatomy to the lifestyle. I, I will anomaly, say you guys, you guys do tend to talk a bit more than most. So conversation flows quite easily with the two of you. So. <laughs> Aww, Thank you. We but paid we him died. to say that. I, I guess. Not money though. <laughs> we were so clear on what we wanted though. 
Yeah, from the beginning, we were very open in our communication because we had already began to discuss some of those things before the lifestyle. Sure. Because after our desires talk, we had a crush talk because I asked her uh. outside one day, I said, is it okay if we crush on people? Is that okay for us? That, that was so... We like, both because felt I so have guilty. a crush and I want to tell you about it and I would just want to know it's okay. And if there's something wrong, you know, I'll make every distance known to man necessary between us. I don't see why it's not okay I was well, gonna it, say, how it wasn't gonna go, go anywhere on yeah. it was just like it was refreshing to be honest it really was he said i look at this person this person flirts with me and in my head i kind of want to know what it's like to have sex with them is that fucked up and i said oh my god i develop crushes so easily uh, usually with people i work with um especially you know my last job was very physical and if i could see a man like sweating and doing as much work as me and he smelled good and i could smell his pheromone fuck <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. So I said, no, I, I hope that's not a bad thing because I crush, I crush everywhere all the time. And then I carry that guilt and it got to a point where I felt guilty thinking about other people. If I was masturbating and asked him, how do you feel about that? Is that weird? And he said, no, I, I mean, I watch Pornhub. So what's like, what's the difference? Okay. Well, if that's not a big deal, then what else isn't a big deal? <laughs> so after we made the profiles, I was we gonna started- say, well, cause we have a big step here from my fantasy is be choked. My fantasy is sex in public to now we have lifestyle profiles. Sure. <laughs> sure. And it was about that big of a leap too. And there was not much between it. It just Mm-mm. happened in that fashion rapidly. We were both very comfortable where we were going very open in our conversations about it. The next thing was, was to find somewhere to go. Well, and close that. I knew I could eat pussy. I knew I wanted to. And I knew that that would be a perfect first step to a threesome. And I know how that goes. So what exactly were you guys looking for at first? A connection, honestly. A, a, a connection between two people other than ourselves. And we were very, very open-minded towards it. We weren't virgins by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination. We were kind of promiscuous in our 20s. <laughs> I mean, you are you already said you worked at the titty bar. Yeah, right? I mean, it was clear. You know, so having, I was a DJ. Okay, everyone, calm down. So having multiple partners beforehand wasn't anything that we were not accustomed to at some point in our mm-hmm. life. Just not together. The more we talked about it, the more it just seemingly seemed okay because mm-hmm. we loved each other so much. It didn't matter. There was nobody that was going to come between us, and still nobody that can. And I don't have the patience to deal with someone else on the level that we've. Dealt with each right. other. I just don't. I'm not going to put up with some no. crap that much. And no, no one else is going to meet my family and be like, okay, you're hot enough that this is fine. Right. <laughs> Nobody. We picked a place. Actually, Mrs. Silver Fox did. And we drove down to Dayton where we got a hotel and we gave it a shot. And it wound up being an awful experience mm-hmm. for us. The problem was, is they had a lot of rules and we were fine with it. We loved the rules. But at midnight, the rules went out the window. Mm -hmm. Everything that we didn't want was happening. Yep. Tons of single males started piling in. Well, and the the lurcher guy. Yeah, the guy that was following her around in the background. That was was very, 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 very creepy. And it made me uncomfortable. You know, kept following my wife to the restroom. When I would leave, would try to get closer. No engagement. Would not Not engage. Not a fucking word. And even though I tried to engage him, Mm -mm. just would not respond. Wow. And then after midnight is when the single males started piling in. And I mean piling in. I'm not talking just like two or three. We're talking dozens. Yeah. <laughs> and they we drink all your so, beer. Yeah, they drink all my Someone beer. Someone drank too, all which, your beer. Like just walk back into the cooler and just grabbed our beer and just drank it. Our name it. was on it. So. <laughs> 
Now the, the erotic part that was happening was nothing that was offensive Mm-mm. whatsoever. Very much enjoyed that seeing some guy get a blowjob ten feet from me. Um, I wanted to go check out the playrooms. Mrs. Silverfox mm-hmm. wasn't ready that nope. day. <laughs> not that I wasn't just, ready. I just wanted to watch. Was not happening. You know, I just wanted to see what people were doing. You mm-hmm. know, I was very, very interested, very sexually heightened at that party. Well, um, and trashed. Yeah, that did. <laughs> to be fair, you I were shit few beers. You were shit-faced. I had to drive. But after after we became extremely uncomfortable, we we had to just find a way out. So the exit plan was to run through the bushes. And that's what we did. Inner gladiator heels and all. That's what we did. Fuck them bushes. And we got out of there. We escaped with our lives. (laughs) But it was positive enough. Yeah, it yeah. It was. It was interesting enough. And I'm a big person in the, you know, second chances, second and fourth and fifth and sixth. So I thought, well, maybe we'll just try something different. And we did, thankfully. So, so a hotel takeover was the next thing. We went to Club Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And that changed everything. Everything. For us. We got very lucky on that first go with the people that we met there. We met the owners of Euphoria. We met the owners of Secret Desires. Mm-hmm. We met our first round draft picks that we talk about in our podcast all in the same night, all in the same group. It was awesome. And they knew we were new and we were absolutely just head over heels for all of them. Yeah. Because of how amazing they were. so nice to us. Now, your podcast chronicles start to present day. Mm -hmm. Correct. And that first episode was leading into this first experience? The first episode was more or less an introduction to us, how we got into the lifestyle, and a little bit of backstory about where we wanted to go. The second one... But at that point, had you actually gone anywhere yet? Yes. Okay. Yes, we had been. Mm -hmm. And we had been on a date, too. Okay. Um, And the date was, was very good. I mean, well, that, was, that's a really good face she's making. Well, it, it, it didn't wind up being it didn't wind up being everything that we thought it would be. Yeah, because well, because we, we had expectations, and that we did. That was that's a big where problem. we kind of learned we have to shut off our expectations and just go in, just be present. Well, what did you think it would be? We just thought it would be real easy to find two people to have sex with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we I, would all you know, that we all found attractive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because me and the guy had a lot in common. It seemed on paper everything seemed like it should be perfect, and then there was just not all the synapses were firing that it was completing the circuit. That kind of threw me off because it it didn't make sense. And then I got in my head, why isn't it working? Why aren't we all fucking each other? Why <laughs> this happening the way that I thought? I yeah. thought everyone would eat dinner and then guess I thought we were going to walk into the house and everyone was just going to take off their clothes and <laughs> passion fuck. And yeah. that was going to be, we were going to be good to go. And that did not happen. She did take her socks off. Well, that was per my request. That was, that was, <laughs> I mean, we have since had some really awesome times with them. So, right. but yeah, that first, I think that first date, I, the, the expectations were just kind of, I, I hit know. it off with her very well. You know, oh, for sure. obviously, Nessa, I'm an extremely flirty person <laughs> when I'm attracted to yes. someone. Yes, so um, I try to be respectful in it, but I, I definitely let you know that I'm interested. I'm you know? um, not wearing my socks. Just so I, know. <laughs> I have noticed. Oh. <laughs> Don't get him started. We didn't know what direction to go. 
So we started yeah. to listen to podcasts. Yeah. I don't know if you're comfortable with me naming them, if not absolutely. clip them. Yeah, I, absolutely. I absolutely love talking about as many as we can. The whole point of this is to do our best to normalize the lifestyle sure. and allow people to understand, hey, you know what? This isn't a weird thing. This yeah. isn't backroom bullshit. It's we love normal the, everyday people. Yeah. Right. We love that everybody comes to the table to eat. We're not in competition with anybody mm-hmm. and we love the awareness and sex positive talk. So Yeah, for sure. You know, I started listening to We Got a Thing. Same. Oh, fuck those. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> fuck. They don't swing. No, no. I, I started listening to them too, and really. And I started listening to the Swap Foos, which mm. were kicked up a notch from the Joneses because he's just very, very forward. And I really kind of like that. I was listening to Stephanie and Fox, which I think was the kinky coach at the time. And then they switched formats. And then the Euphoria Chronicles. So those are some of the ones we started listening to. And then we went to, of course, Euphoria. Mm -hmm. Had the amazing night meeting those couples. When we left that night, we had a very serious talk in the car on the way home. Okay, these are some key players in this shit. We have a choice. We either say we need to back down, we're not ready, or I am simply just going to fuck my way out of this night. One of the two is going to happen, and I'd rather go with the latter. Yeah, let's fuck our way out for sure. So I guess that was the realness of the night because we had made such an amazing connection with our first round draft picks. We wanted to play that night. They yeah, asked. We were we desperate were to play. Well I don't want to use that word, but and it, it it was not so much shocking to us. We were ready for it. And this was only the second time, mm-hmm. but it was, those people were just the right people. Yep. And that connection is difficult to find. Yeah. Where you just have all four people that are chemically and intelligently and physically. It doesn't matter just if we talk or not. Shit. We know shit's going to pop off yep. when we get together. But we didn't have that experience yet. We went home that night not playing with anyone. Mm-hmm. And why is that? She was biologically <laughs> indisposed, the wife of the other couple, and we were totally fine with. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing connection. We're like, I we'll mean, wait for this. It was such sure. a connection that I was like, I give zero fucks. I will go there. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, yeah, no, no thanks. (laughs) But then another couple had approached us that night and they had propositioned us. And that was my first time that I had to tell somebody no, which I don't have a problem with. I'm very confrontational by nature. It was not the, it was not our first round draft picks. It was in another couple. No, like it wasn't them. We were saying no to, it was the situation. That was a whole ass orgy. And I was drunk enough that I was like, fuck, maybe our first time, maybe it's an orgy, babe. What do you think about that? And in the elevator, he's like stopping the elevator, looking at me like, babe, no, that's a lot. We need, we should start with just like (laughs) two. That was a lot for me. Because it was by the end of that, it was eight to 10 people that would have been in attendance, including us. And I thought, meh. (laughs) <laughs> but I was the reservation in that one. I'm like, and you know, that's a, that's a lot for me mm-hmm. mentally to kind of wrap my head around. Like, Amen. I don't know what you're doing, but I have to perform in some way. <laughs> and if I got a crowd like this, I need people to tell stories about me. I need <laughs> at least somebody to not complain. <laughs> you know, well, I have a reputation. And at that point we hadn't even kissed other people. So I don't know I mean, how you I'm were gonna... in the right headspace where you said, we don't even know if we can kiss other people. And you're trying to jump into an orgy of eight to 10 people because you're shit faced right now. <laughs> <laughs> so right. thank God for your voice of reason because I was about to hoe it up. <laughs> after that, we went to Princeton. Oh yeah, mega party. Yeah, we went to a mega party after that. Uh, Saint 
No, Halloween. I don't even know. Yeah, Halloween is what we went to. And that was a huge (laughs) party down there. I think by the time... We had left. They told us that 900 people had walked through the door. We uh, we did not play. We wanted to and, terribly. But thank God because there's no the room. straps that oh, I yeah. was wearing. Nothing. Oh, we couldn't even find a floor to fuck. No, up. it's that's, the, that's the biggest problem with the big parties is right. it's basically the giant meet and greet. It's a free for all. Right. Well, and we weren't ready for the big playroom yet either. So that wasn't even an option. No, there were spots that were open, but you know, I still thought that I needed to have sex with most of the lights off. And we had just gotten to a point where I was comfortable masturbating in front of him and, you know, mutual masturbations. We just weren't ready for the playroom. The Think growth. And now how, how long is this after that first joke? Let's see, September to um, the next month. That's a hell of a lot of growth in one month. (laughs) I mean, that's just, that's a huge, I mean, prior to this, how was the relationship? It seems like there was so much built up sexual energy. Oh God, we were definitely sexually heightened from the beginning of this discussion to where we were at. I mean, we we were having the most sex we've ever had in our life. For sure, just talking about it. Just fantasizing about what could happen and being able to have that discussion in the bedroom just switch this on every time that was just amazing still does <laughs> for sure it does. sometimes i'll pull some names out of my hat like remember how you fucked her but then the, <laughs> like that. the rule of princeton is is if you go to a mega party the following week you get in for free well it just so happened to be our first round draft picks wife birthday party oh, yeah. and of course we were gonna go to that me and her i mean it's just instant we don't it's even so have to stupid. talk to each they other don't even talk. It, it, it's kind of like the world just shuts off around they me, you know see what I each mean? other from across the room and their genitals just <laughs> fucking draw them together it's 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 amazing but also it's like okay i love you bye i see that you see her from across the room so i'll see you in a little bit <laughs> but he, he's the same way though like if he walks up to me and puts his hand on my hip and smiles in that stupid fucking way every time i'm just like Okay. So the following week, we went down for her birthday party and we ran into the couple we went on our first date with. And they happened to be there and we knew they were going there. We saw them on the guest list. So we had talked and we had fell out of communication for a couple months by this point. Things weren't just clicking off. The missus and I had a connection, but it just wasn't really connecting between the mister and my missus. But we ran into them. We love people. We're very much about positivity. So no matter what, we're going to come up, say hello. And -hmm. like, hey, we had a great time with you guys, but it's just not going to happen. Well, shit went down a lot different than the way we planned it. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. She was looking hot as fuck. Oh, she had this gorgeous leopard dress on. And, you know, we we went in, we saw him, we hugged him and said hello. And we went about... What do you tour call the, the promenade. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I do love that. It's so true. Because they had to show us where to put our stuff. You know, we got to sit at the cool kids table. We're at the center with the people that got married there. We felt amazing, like mm-hmm. just knowing these people. And then the night developed on, we decided that we're going to take a shot with somebody here tonight. And we're not going to sit back and wait for somebody to approach us because we thought that was the best way. Because well, we, we saw decided other people not. doing it. Right. right. That, that was how people were closing that deal. Instead of pussyfooting around, you know, somebody was just saying to someone else, do you want to go fuck or pointing at this room over here, pulling somebody by the hand. And I said, we're just going to have to be more aggressive. Mrs. Silver Fox decided that that gal was <laughs> the target. And let's try a soft swap. And I was all for it. I mean, I was really attracted to her. Of course, you know, my wife's gorgeous. So, you know, 
I'm, I'm definitely going to watch a soft swap all day. Yep. <laughs> well, and I'm like, I feel like I'm so, I'm almost too, I'm honest to a fault in my everyday life and just very blunt about things that I thought, why can't I just apply this to exactly what we're doing? So I literally said, Hey, we're about to go in this room and fuck. Do you want to come in here and you know, I'll eat your pussy. And she was like, give me five minutes to run to the bathroom and I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. That worked out great. Yeah, and so, I kind of yeah. still go by that. Like, it's, <laughs> for, for I don't sure. pussyfoot. I get to a point where I'm just like, mm, but that, fuck that's our case or? where, you know, I'm the initiator. She's the closer for the most part. But, well, uh, and my closing only really works with women that like other women because I've made the mistake before of I will lick you out of that dress. And they're just like, okay, you don't have the, the right. Fuck you will. That. Yeah, no, Shit. no, you may not. Oh, you like a little push and pull. Is that what we're doing? Or I'm just not your type. Okay. So we had a, an amazing time with that couple. So what happened that first time? <laughs> I know you've been waiting a long time for this. So we go into the room. I step off to the right side. The other gentleman steps off to the left side. The two ladies are already making out with each other. And I mean, they've had a mutual attraction for a while now. So this is just playing out to their passion. Mrs. Silver Fox spins her around. So she's now facing us, his missus. Mrs. Silver Fox starts lifting up her dress and taking it off. And it's like just so exciting for me because I'm getting to see something I've wanted to see, which was the missus. But I'm also getting to see my missus with the missus. I am so turned on at this point. I was trying to be very slow and sensual, but... I wanted to rip her out of those clothes. <laughs> and so you aggressively. Did. <laughs> and I so, was gentle at first. Sure. <laughs> you had then grabbed her after the dress was off and then took her and threw her on the bed, like lifted her up, threw her on the bed. It was very, very hot. And I'm standing off to the side of the bed. He's standing off to the side. And those two are just entangled in passion. And I am enjoying taking in everything. That and I don't awesome. even think those two cared. Honestly, at all I forgot that both on. of you idiots were even there. <laughs> <laughs> and roughly about 20 minutes of them playing, them exchanging, going down on each other, uh, Mrs. Silver Fox gave me the look. She was going down on her and she gave me the look and just nodded. And so I instantly got naked. Like, you know, I was charged here. up. I wanted to, plus, I would have the visual of seeing the other woman as well. I was definitely all aboard so i immediately ripped off my clothes and i i joined in and jumped in from behind you know i just put my cock right in her and just started fucking her brains out there well and, and then she was sucking his dick and on that the was other hot. side which yeah was kind of kind of upside i barely down noticed <laughs> well and then as when we're at that point i asked around the room just sort of randomly what does everybody think about opening the door because i've mm. never been an exhibitionist mm -hmm. i've never but i thought in the moment i felt like oh that would be so fucking hot if we open the door nobody argued nobody anything so i looked back at him and said go open that fucking door and he said are you serious and yes open the door that well, was and you yelled at me too in I my did. defense because you know being that i'm hearing impaired she will <laughs> yell do, at me I to make to. sure that i hear for science and like you know my eyes are wide open like i'm willing to do anything on earth right now whatever that, you say that keeps Anything. this momentum, <laughs> you know, so I'm totally fine with opening the door. Well, and the sad part of that is that, you know, I wanted the door open and I guess there was a ton of people that saw, but mm -hmm. I never came up for air. I must have eaten pussy for like an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. 
Just nonstop. Oh, we were in there for a while. I could not yeah. stop. Everywhere, face in it, you sit on my face. And I mean, by the end of the night, from my top lip down to under my boobs was soaked. Like, I still wanted to keep going. And everybody else was like, okay. I'm spent. My mouth is dry. And that poor girl was just like, I can't. I can't anymore. I mean, it was so bad that the, a couple, not so bad, it was so good that a couple days later I went back to work. My whole top lip was chafed. Like, skin peeling. I had to keep putting lotion on it. You know, people were, was asking me what was wrong. I said, uh, I got a chemical peel last weekend. So everything's just going to be really, pe- but it, you know, it's cause I just couldn't stop eating pussy. <laughs> so at the end of that event, of course we talked about that and we had reconnection sex the next day. And that continued for probably the next four days, just reliving how sexy and hot that was. Holy shit. And we what got we'll our- do next time. But immediately wanted to full swap mm-hmm. following that event. Immediately Instantly. wanted to full swap. So I can't believe that she could eat pussy for so long because for me, my tongue is just so sore. And it's usually not until the next day. But I, I very much remember I, each but, time that you do this and I laugh at you. It's like, oh, your tongue's sore for me to eat pussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> But by no means am I eating it for an hour. I can't Im- I, I can't imagine. I agree. <laughs> and also the reconnecting yes. that they did right after that and yes. how much they were like, okay, that first one, awesome. We want more. I vividly remember after our first time that we were like, oh, come on, let's, let's, let's keep going. We need more. We need more. The first reconnection, I think, is it's almost like you want that every single time. So, unzipping this episode. Yes. First thing they get into is how they got into the lifestyle. How vanilla friends were being a real pain in the ass. Yeah, sounds like they had some toxic friendships. I definitely feel our lifestyle friends are a shit ton more fun than vanilla friends. Vanilla friends tend to be so much more uptight in the sense that they're very judgmental about things. My vanilla friendships... Wow, very fulfilling and very close-knit are still friendships that I hold myself back. And I find myself not opening up completely because I'm not sure they would be nearly as accepting of my thoughts and feelings on especially lifestyle things. Um, or any sexual things for yeah, that or any. There are friendships that I have that are very open and I still find myself pulling back and not talking about or sharing this side of my life. Ultimately, the friendships that we have with lifestyle people just bridge that gap. It bridges the gap between I have to hold back. I can't say what my true thoughts are on a subject. I'm no longer afraid of being judged because <laughs> these people have seen me naked. <laughs> And I agree completely. Just take lunch table at work, for an example. We could be talking about a subject and all I want to say is, oh my God, yeah, and I did this and this and this, but I know if I say I did this and this and this, I'm getting that, wait, what? Yeah. But what about Nessa? Uh-oh. Why Side was eye. she all right with that? Did, how, how could you? It's like, yeah, she was right there doing the same fucking thing with somebody else, but you can't say these things. And with lifestyle friends, I feel like I don't have to filter myself. I can just say whatever I want, be myself, and nobody's going to give me any shit for how I feel and think. Yeah, our true selves come out when we are with our lifestyle friends. And I think that explains why everybody has such a good time on a lifestyle date, because you're not spending half your time thinking, ooh, I can't say that. Oh, I don't want to offend them with this. I got to be careful here. Yeah. It's just, hey, I'm going to be myself 
often whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth. And worst case scenario, if they don't like what comes out of my mouth, I don't have to see them again. Yep. Speaking of having conversations, they also talk about the conversations that the lifestyle had opened up for their relationship in that they had never really discussed personal fantasies. From my experience, when we started discussing the lifestyle in my first marriage, I remember having many, many, many conversations about fantasies, about what we perceived as something that was a turn on, that's something that was off limits for a long totally time. Unattainable. If, yeah. if we're married, I can't possibly do this, but boy, it's making me think about it. We likely would have never had those conversations had we have not had the lifestyle as the way to to introduce those conversations into our bedroom, into our life in general. I feel even without the lifestyle, couples should take a moment or two in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom and just standard conversation to share fantasies and things that turn them on, even if they never make it a reality, just a way to heighten their own sexual experience. I totally agree. But again, I don't know that I would have ever even known that it was a turn on. It would be so beneficial to my relationship Mm -hmm. to have these conversations. Example, I'm at work. I see a sexy gentleman walking by and I'm very attracted to him physically. He's very attractive looking. I check out his ass, you know, whatever. And then maybe he shoots me a half smirk smile or something or a wave of hello. And I'm just like, ooh, my heart's all all a flutter. It's a fleeting thought. I don't think about it again. And the day goes on. In my vanilla relationship before it became more of a lifestyle relationship. That's where I wonder if in a non-lifestyle relationship, that person, like if you start thinking sex in the city shows and all that, they'd see somebody and okay, for the next week, they're masturbating about that guy that gave them that little half smile and then was gone and never in their life again. But now instead of having sex with this person that I'm having sex with every day, I'm fantasizing about this random stranger who gave me this look and turned me on and made me feel special for the first time in a long time because the person that I'm with may make me feel special from here or there. But boy, every time they say you look beautiful and all that, okay, whatever, you're supposed to say that. But now this person who checked me out and smiled at me, it's like, oh, cool. In my vanilla relationship, I would have let that be a fleeting thought and been maybe turned on in the moment that there was a possibility that this gentleman found me attractive and in a passing kind of situation. When our conversations started to change in the bedroom and we started talking about our fantasies, about the things that we found to turn us on each individually, and then what we wanted to see for the other person. The conversations began to shift. If I saw an attractive person who shot me a smile across the room, then I could go home with that. That would become bedroom talk. That would become something that was super sexy all of a sudden. I would come home with a, hey, so there was this attractive guy and he smiled and he waved and he's like, oh yeah, what did you find attractive about him? How would you get him into a bedroom? And then what would you do to him? And then it became this entire scenario that we would fantasize and play out verbally between the two of us. It made everyday situations turn into something sexual because... How long did that actually go on before you had your first interaction? Years. Because as soon as he started bringing up the idea of me with another guy, I was turned off by the idea. It wasn't normal to me. So it took me a while to wrap my head around that idea. But then as soon as I saw what a turn on it was for him to think that other guys were attracted to me. And as soon as I started bringing up these scenarios and talking about 
oh yeah, I found this person attractive and maybe kind of opening up to the idea of it. That's when all of the talk in the bedroom just ramped up and we started using the simplest things to start reigniting the fire in the bedroom. That's huge where that first reaction you had when he shared his fantasy was, eh, no, not for me. But then you sat with it for a little while and it built and built and built, which is why I think it's so important no matter what, whether you really want to do this or not, Yeah, just share your fantasies because in the bedroom, it can just boost so many things. That's what made me comfortable with it was not actually living it out. I wouldn't have to say very much at all. A guy looked at me from across the room and now all of a sudden we've started an entire scenario in his head. He would be so turned on. This is working like I didn't do anything. That is what really started getting my gears turning is just really enjoying how much he was enjoying it and seeing what a turn on it was. And just so you know, that wasn't just with him. Anytime I see you checking somebody out, I'm automatically (laughs) going down the road of, oh, I wonder what this would be like. I understand how he was feeling. I know. And I didn't want to cut you out of the scenario either. I just wanted to say that that's where it (laughs) That's where it started. It started. The seed was planted then and that's how it became what it has become today. (laughs) Another thing they talked about was going into that first date with the expectations that they were just going to we're in the lifestyle. We're going to fuck now. Yep. We, we have a date. This ends with us fucking. Our biggest thing that we say to everybody, no, no expectations. expectations. Whatever happens, happens. We don't care what the plan is because the second you plan something in the lifestyle, we have found that is the most guaranteed way for nothing to happen. A hundred percent. Yes. We've had some couples that messaged us going, I can't wait to do this and this and this with you. And we even diffuse it at that point. We're like, that's great. You want to do that. Know that we're not expecting you to have to do that because when you have that, we're going to do this and this and this building up there. There's that nervous energy of how do we transition to this? And it it just becomes more difficult than just letting things naturally flow and transition to that moment. We have an approach that is very laid back. However, there are couples who have different approaches and they maybe like to do a lot of sexting prior to and leading up to a date or a meeting. For us, we don't typically do a lot of sexting. We do just more of a getting to know you. Building a friendship, Um, I think, is more of what we do than building a passionate fire, if you will. Sometimes I think maybe we should kind of shift and and refocus. Would you prefer a sexting or would you like to try a sexting? type thing. It's I just don't hard, think it's us. No, it's, it's not really us. It's not really us. You're right. I mean, we're, we're doers instead of talk. Oh yeah, we're fucking talkers too, though. So we are talkers. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard question because sometimes I think, man, if we had spent the last week just sexting these people, we would be heated up when we came into this conversation and then just couldn't wait to get each other's clothes off. Yes and no, because I feel of how fucking long can sexting go on? I because know. if we set up a date for a week from now and all right, here's I just want to tear your clothes off and pound the shit out of you and I can't wait to put my dick in your mouth and day two yeah you're you're my dick in your mouth is gonna be day three so my dick in your mouth remember where I'm gonna fuck you and then the day before it's like yeah you know can't wait till tomorrow when we're gonna do that stuff we've been talking about for a week so then I guess the trick is gonna be start off with some niceties work into the sexting the sexting becomes the day or two before and it kind of has to be leading into that (laughs) so maybe we need to perfect our (laughs) that's where my concern is because when we push ourselves as a no expectations couple if we start firing out the and and when you get there, we're going to tear your clothes off. And we're, but I didn't know we were going it, to. It's so. 
we are just so more cautious and into everybody being comfortable and not really caring if play happens or not, that That's, we just want to have that good time where everybody's comfortable. I think the play experience is where it comes natural. But because of their first date experience, they really thought because sex didn't happen that that door was closed. And then they ran into that couple prepared because they knew they were going to be at the party because they were on the guest list. They were expecting, okay, hey, it was nice meeting you guys. We knew nothing worked out. Good seeing you again. We're going to go look for some other couples to fuck. But the other couple didn't close that door. They were like, hey, we had a great time hanging out with you. Now we're in a charged sexual environment. We can, we can do something now. Yeah. It's so important. Never, ever, ever close the door on a couple and going, no, we're not interested. Sorry. And I understand where it's good to be clear, hey, this isn't happening. But I think the second you close that door, what happens if a year from now that same person shows up and you're like, oh, wow, you know what? I didn't notice this, but that person's giving me this look that's really turning me on. And then you're like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, yeah, hey, not happening because you didn't like me a year ago. Why are we going to do this now? I'm following your line of thinking. However, I do think that that's a hard thing to do when you're thinking that the vibe isn't there. In their scenario, they weren't totally sure what to expect, but they expected that there would be sex. So then and that first time they walked in, it's like, okay, if if we're not having sex, then clearly we don't have that four-way connection. So it will never, ever happen. But in our case, if we went on a date, I felt that there was no connection and that with or without sex, I just wasn't feeling it. It's not that I would close the door on a couple. I wouldn't say no, never, but I would definitely say, eh, I'm thinking this is a no. Like, I'm thinking this is not a pairing that's going to But then happen. look at that couple that in the club we were both into, we were into out three times. We were at the club with them, thoroughly into it. It just hadn't happened there. And then we bring them here. And without that sexual vibe, there was nothing there for us to transition. And we were like, eh. uh, yeah. But at the same time, if we see them in the club again and the feel is there, we I'm would, not going to go, t- well, you know, because that time them. we went to dinner and we didn't do anything. Yeah, no, and I'm much more of a feelings in the moment kind of person. And that's why I don't ever want to say, no, never going to happen. And I think that has to do with me being a people pleaser and I don't want to hurt anybody's feeling and all that. And I think you're the same way. I am. And it also comes down to you never know. You never know. And then finally we get to the girls playing to start. When we've had situations where I've started with a girl and both the guys are standing back and watching, I can feel the room heat up sexually. Absolutely. The knowing that you are watching me and you're getting turned on and the knowing that the other guy is watching me and he's getting turned on is a turn on for me. And you can feel it. I can feel it in the room. I can feel when both guys are totally, we've had situations where you guys would sit out. And I think there was a time when like one of the guys was just on his cell phone because his girl liked girls and he didn't really care much for girl, girl play. And I just remember thinking he's completely checked out. He didn't care much to see his girl playing with another girl. It didn't do a whole lot for him, which is fine. But because he was so checked out, it kind of made the situation feel very checked out. I was just like, oh, okay, well, you're not even going to like enjoy two naked women. I remember the situation and I do remember I was thoroughly enjoying it. And then I heard a a video start and oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Look over and he's just on his phone. (laughs) and, And I can see where 
it's that moment he was like, I know my wife enjoys this. I'm not getting anything out of it because I'm not physically involved in it. But then there are other times where, especially first timers, where they have talked about seeing the wife with another girl. They've probably had sex with this 50 times. Right. And now this holy is it shit, playing this is out. Happening. And, yeah. And you can Real just time. see the yes. sexual energy building. This, yeah. It's peeling off the clothes slowly. Like, okay, I need some room because my dick's getting way too hard here. <laughs> You guys will come up for air and look and just raging hard-ons next to you. It's yes. like, yes, here we, go. here we go. Bring it, boys. Yeah. I really enjoy having that feeling, knowing that I'm getting as much turn on out of this feeling as though I'm giving them this visual that they've been longing to see forever. And I'm also on the receiving end of some sort of pleasure as well. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4-HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.